the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The update from Lahaina, Maui, not good. The death toll has increased, what was it, 36 yesterday? Now it is at 55. Uh, You don't want to wish for a higher number, but when you see the devastation on the uh, footage, it's uh, likely that it will climb higher. Uh, There are 1,000 people who remain missing. Now, that doesn't mean that the death toll is going to climb into the hundreds, although it wouldn't surprise me if it does. Because of the uh, rapidity with which this fire uh, took over, uh, this morning uh, I heard a um, aid worker who is in Maui trying to provide shelter, to provide necessities for the people, uh, talked about this in a way that is uh, quite stark given other disasters that he has uh, attended to around the world. You know, I've been in 300 disasters around the world. I've spent literally the last 15 months in Ukraine. This is Armageddon here. I mean, it is completely wiped out. I mean, he'll explain. It, it literally, they were on the boat at 4 p.m., and by 5.30, the whole city had burnt down. Yeah, if you've been to Lahaina, it's a beautiful little town. It has uh, really one main drag where all the galleries and shops and restaurants and little stores are uh, it's right on the ocean and um i think the first time i went there was late 1980s uh been back i think three times since and it's just when you see the pictures you just can't believe that it's gone but then you see the fire and the way it leapt from one building to the next to the next to the next driven by winds hurricane winds of 80 miles an hour and if you've been to maui you know it's extremely windy place uh it's rare as the day when you could fly in there and not be buffeted around uh like you're on a wooden roller coaster uh and the thing about rebuilding it the damage is said to be in the billions of dollars and i believe it because it's <laughs> it's houses it's hotels it's shops you got to remember to get supplies to maui they have to be shipped in or they have to be flown in uh, this is not like you can just you know get on the interstate and drive. There are no interstates in Maui. They're just little two-lane, sometimes very windy, curvy roads. Uh, I'm struck by this, and here's uh, one Lahaina resident talking about uh, the mammoth nature of what lies ahead. You're never going to get it back. Um, you know, the problem with Lahaina, Lahaina was a generational company, uh, generational uh, town. You know, I mean, it, it was everybody has, you know, passed it from family to family and, and i think that's why a lot of people didn't want to leave um if they just you, you don't ever imagine it would happen this you know lahaina was the capital of, of, of hawaii you know for, for for many years and 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 it's just you know it has so much rich heritage you know we hear the banyan tree might might be able to you know maybe it maybe it'll regrow who knows but a lot of people not just not just us but like worldwide had a connection to lahaina um it's a historic town that you know from the whaling days and when we we came here you know our company came here 70 1973 it was the first place we we landed 
and, and it's and it's been the same. We just never would imagine it would happen. That's why no one left is because they just said they just were there and they just couldn't. They didn't believe it would happen. Now, if you have travel plans to Hawaii, uh, you're fine. If your travel plans are scheduled to take you to Kauai, uh, Oahu, which is the big island, uh, well, which is the the main island, it's where Honolulu is, um, the island of Hawaii. Uh, also, Lanai, you're fine. But otherwise, I mean, there's no power. There's no cell service on Maui. It's uh, it's really a mess. Uh, and it's a huge tourist destination, 1.5 million people a year. So uh, my question, I'm trying to find this out. I haven't been able to. And uh, my wife and I were there on our honeymoon. We stayed, I think the hotels are in Kanapali or is it Kihei? Uh, there's so many towns that are in my head, but I can't. It's been, you know, 20 plus years since... Uh, we've gone, well, no, we went back on our 10th anniversary too, but at any rate, um, they are asking the hotels to take in local residents, to provide shelter for local residents who have no place to go. Uh, that seems to me like a uh, pretty workable solution to this in the short term uh, because tourist traffic to Maui is just not practical for the next year plus. So I see no problem in taking a big luxury hotel and putting people in it who are local residents. They're going to steward that property. They're going to care for that property. Tourism is a big part of pretty much everyone's lives in Maui. So I think that's a workable solution. Now you might say, um, then why don't we do that with uh, our illegal immigrants? Why don't we uh, take our illegal aliens that people? Why don't we put those people in hotels? You've railed against that in New York City. Yes, I have. And I will continue to, because that is not at all the same thing. The people of Maui are going to, let's say they stay at the, uh, the Sheraton Maui, or the Hyatt Regency Maui, or the Maui Marriott. They're going to stay there. They're going to take care of it. They're going to help pitch in. They're going to probably help get it back to where it was because, again, to facilitate the tourist traffic. But the fact that we are housing migrants in hotels free to them, not to us, the tax burden is astronomical, uh, is a totally different thing. Here's uh, New York Mayor Eric Adams on the uh, CBS Morning Show with uh, Faith King and Nate Burleson. I don't know who the other woke knucklehead is. But here's Eric Adams talking about the uh, overwhelming migrant crisis in New York City. Think about what happened in the last few um, uh, months. Uh, We have created a funnel. All the bordering states have now took the funnel right to New York City. New York York City is the economic engine of this entire state and country. Mm. If you decimate this city, you're going to decimate the foundation of what's happening. Look at Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, Houston, and now you're hearing the governor of Massachusetts. And so when people say what they have, we we gave them a $100 million, $12 billion bill? What table are we dining at? When you see all the people that are just laying in the streets, you walk by, it is jaw-dropping. And the numbers keep coming and coming when you think... There's, I, I don't have any more room at the end, so to speak. Along with the unhoused people we already have here. Yeah. Oh. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And think about the miracle that took place over the last year in April when this really started coming from a governor who wanted to use people as pawns. Mm. The governor who wanted to use people as pawns, that would be Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who had a major, major problem in the state of Texas where no one cared, no one 
from the federal government attended the issue of closing the border and forcing the border laws and wanted to get rid of Title 42 and wanted to get rid of catch and release. And then Eric Adams says, oh, he's using people as pawns. No, he's just showing you what the problem really is for him by handing it to you. Now, I love Eric Adams saying that we have created a funnel. Who's the we? Now, he would have you believe it's Eric Adams or it's the governor of Arizona. The funnel was created by the Biden administration, which opened the border like the top of a funnel, which is much wider than the area at the bottom of the funnel. I also like it where he goes, oh, you know, look at what this is doing to Chicago and L.A. Um, I don't know if Eric Adams ever watches the news, probably watches network news, so they never show footage of Chicago and L.A. But those places were disaster areas long before Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, and other governors started shipping the migrants. Those cities were so burdened with crime and poverty and democratic dysfunction that to blame it on, oh, you know, Chicago was great until they started busing the migrants in. Give me a break. Here's the solution they're now talking about in Massachusetts. Listen to this nonsense. Most importantly, if you have an extra room or suite in your home, please consider hosting a family. Safe housing and shelter is our most pressing need. If you've got a spare room in your house in Boston, they want you to host a migrant or a migrant family. Now, I thought about this, and I'm trying to square this with my Christian faith. I don't think it's incumbent upon you as a Bible-believing Christian to open your home to a migrant family. You have no idea whether they're going to observe the rules of your house, whether you're going to put your children in peril. Maybe you're not economically situated to uh, tend to their needs and, and adopt their bills. But their solution is really to have private citizens house migrants in their homes. So I played for you yesterday the Peter Ducey step over the barrier, ask Joe Biden a question moment. It sounded like this. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Is that what? I never talked business in anybody. And I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you, it's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Thank you, Mr. President. Okay, so that's not a perfect question. Let me just say that. I'm very hard on the White House press corps. In fact, uh, I think I'll come up with a list of questions for the White House press corps. And I'll lay them out for you today here on the Bruce Woolley Show. Uh, I used to look at the White House press corps reporters as, man, those people are the top of their profession. They are super, super smart. I can't imagine the drive, the acumen, the mental sharpness it would take to be a member of the White House press corps. And now I watch them, and I'm like, they're a bunch of stooges. Like, Ducey, we know, is not well-liked by the White House. They would hate me if I were in the White House press corps. Uh, Because, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, What questions might I ask? Karine Jean-Pierre. 
I don't, I'd start with this. If Joe Biden isn't the big guy, who is? I mean, they would tell you he's not the big guy. Well, who is? Who is the big guy? I would like to ask Joe Biden on a rope line. You've said often that your son has done nothing wrong. It's a violation of the Foreign Agent Registration Act to take thousands of dollars from a foreign business venture and not report yourself in advance to the U.S. government as a foreign agent. How is it possible that your son took all this money from foreign business ventures and was not in violation of FARA? Oh, by the way, speaking of your son, you've always said the rich don't pay their fair share when it comes to taxes. Well, your son was, what, was it $2 million in arrears on his taxes? So if the rich aren't paying their fair share and he was $2 million in arrear on his taxes, how has he done nothing wrong? Because you keep saying, my son's done nothing wrong. I'd start with those. I could come up with others. I will come up with others. Uh, but what happened to Peter Ducey after he asked that question? Well, of course, he got ripped on the left because Joe Biden's answered this question. Uh, here's uh, White House bootlick John Kirby talking with Martha McCallum on Fox. I thought I cut this. Here it is. Here's Kirby and Martha McCallum. The president said I never talked business to anybody. Um, but Devin Archer testified that the point of putting the phone, the speakerphone, down at those meetings, which is what Peter was asking about, was just to demonstrate access, that Hunter had access to the then vice president uh, and to sell the Biden brand. So what do you say about that, John? And, and when will the president actually answer some of these questions to put some of this to rest himself? Oh, my goodness, Martha. I mean, he just did with Peter. I mean, he's the one who called Peter over and had Peter, you know, risk life and limb cutting across that barrier. I mean, he specifically called Peter over. Uh, and, he, you know, look, he knows Peter. He knows Peter's not going to ask some softball question about, oh, sure. uh, you know, about uh, how his vacation was. He, he knows who Peter is, and he answered that question. And I don't know what no, he it's going to take. He didn't him, answer but, whether but, or not no, he Martha. was on speakerphone in those meetings, John. He just said, I never talked qu- business to anybody. The question was about business, and he answered it consistently with what he said um, uh, so so many times before. He's been very consistent that he wasn't talking business. But the question is, uh, was he allowing his presence, you know, on speakerphone to speak volumes? Was he allowing that presence to say, this is my son, he has access to me, while he's talking to Ukrainian businessmen, Chinese businessmen, Russian businessmen, um, you know, after the invasion of Crimea, as Katie Pavlich just pointed out? I just don't know how many times he's going to have to say uh, no to the same question. And he said it. He said it consistently. He's been consistent about this. There were no discussions about business with uh, with uh, with his son or his son's business partners. And again, he called Peter over. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying he knew that that was the question, but uh, he certainly knew it wasn't going to be a softball when he answered it. Okay. Remember a week ago when I told you what Joe Biden's strategy is? Act mad because most people don't like confrontation. You act mad so that you neutralize the question. Oh, the question made me mad. When you ask the question, you have confidence in the question. Theoretically, you ask the question. you got confidence in it. think it's a good question. Then the person asks mad, acts mad, and then you're like, oh, well, maybe my question wasn't so good. Your reaction should be, oh, my question was so good, it really made them mad. Kirby's using the same strategy, fake outrage. The fake outrage meant to stiff arm the question. Oh, my goodness, Martha, he's already answered this. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. In fact, Kirby's stupid qualifying of Biden's 
continual nonsense doubles down on what Biden has said all along, which is I never talked business with my son. Kirby doubled down on that. No, he said he's never talked business. Now, again, here's Martha McCallum getting paid millions of dollars a year. Not ready for the White House comeback. The comeback to that is. He's never talked business. Then what was he doing having dinner with Russian oligarchs and the wife of the mayor of Moscow? What were they talking about at that dinner, John? Why did the wife of the Russian mayor in advance of that dinner send Hunter Biden $3.5 million and then the vice president of the United States shows up having dinner with her a couple days later. And oh, by the way, she's left off the sanctions list from the Obama administration and the Biden administration. Square that circle for me, John Kirby. He's never talked business. What was he talking about him with? He's the vice president of the United States. You know, I don't know a whole lot about being the vice president of the United States, but I got to believe every second of every day is accounted for when you're the vice president of the United States. You can't do like you and I used to do back when the world was a much safer place. Just leave a note for your parents on the kitchen table. Hey, I'm riding my bike to the ballpark. Be back at nine o'clock. You don't do that when you're vice president of the United States. You got handlers. You got secret service agents. It's a big, to quote Joe Biden, blank deal for the vice president to go somewhere to have dinner out in public as the vice president of the United States. Do you have any idea how many provisions have to be made with the Secret Service, Washington, D.C. police, Capitol police for Joe Biden to go out in public and have dinner? And then the people he's having dinner with just so happen to be Hunter Biden's business associates, one of whom is the wife of the former mayor of Moscow who has wired Hunter Biden $3.5 million. And the other people at the dinner are Russian oligarchs. And he did it as vice president of the United States. And John Kirby goes, oh, he's answered this a million times. No, he hasn't. He hasn't answered a single thing other than from that empty-headed moron from the Weather Channel who nodded like affectionately and approvingly at everything that came out of his addled brain. The White House press corps is utterly incompetent. If we're joined by Jack Windsor on the other side of the hour, I'm going to ask Jack what his opinions are of the White House press corps and the questions that they ask. We need to turn Jack Windsor loose on Corinne Jean-Pierre. Or me, I'd, I'd take the shot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.